0: Hello Rapids fans you're listening to an emergency midweek breaking news episode of Holding the High Line my name is Matt Pollard it is the early evening of Tuesday July 11th 2023 uh, and earlier today 4 Denver FC launched and announced that they are pursuing to bring professional women's soccer to the Mile High City uh, the FC in 4 Denver FC by the way is signifying for Colorado. Uh, Jordan Angeli is a part of the ownership group. She is a Colorado native, former NWSL player, and current Colorado Rapids, Apple TV, media, sideline, host, personality. And earlier today... Um, myself and Brendan Plone of the Denver Post got to speak to Jordan and also got to speak to Ben Hubbard, who is a part of the ownership group. So uh, we talk about a bunch of things. We ask a bunch of questions. There's a bunch of really interesting news and nuggets and all of this. Uh, I'll shut up and I'll let you get to that interview now. We'll see you later this week, maybe. You guys are winning the day today on Twitter.
1: (laughs) Yes. That was our hope.
2: (laughs) Seriously, like the first thing that I noticed, Jordan, is that, you know, you you mentioned like all the current players that are in the league. It's 20 right now. But once that news popped out, I mean, almost all of them are like, we need this to happen. To have that support from the fellow, I guess, Colorado soccer community right away. Just how cool has today been for you?
1: It's been really cool. It's been overwhelming in the best way because... As Ben and Tom and I know, it's been a lot of work to get to this point where we've at least just gotten it into the world. and um something that we've created for, gosh, you no, know, Ben's been doing it working on it for a lot longer. But, you know, in my mind, I was playing twenty years ago, I wanted this to happen. I wanted there to be a pro- professional team here. Um, just speaking with some of the players that I played with on national teams. They were like, this would be the great the best place to play. So it's always been in the back of my mind. And it doesn't surprise me. That people are supportive of it and people want it to happen, but it also reinforces why we want to do this, that this is this is a jackpot of women's soccer in the country. And the fact that we haven't tapped into it yet is crazy and we want to make a difference and we want to change that. And it all really. um You know, the public part of it begins today. And it's been so cool to talk to people. um, Maybe I haven't talked to, I've gotten messages from GMs in NWSL, I've gotten messages from players. I, you know, what I've experienced over the last few hours has been um, just a good reminder that this is the right thing to do and we're on to something.
0: Um, what's the process like with NWSL to getting that approved? What, what factors could be at play in terms of you guys going NWSL or USLW? I
3: mean, I think those are ones we're currently weighing. Um, you know, I think both of those leagues are very focused as they should be on the quality of the, um, of the stadium, of the training facility, uh, of the depth and experience of the ownership group. Um, and, you know, obviously market fundamentals, but I think to Jordan's point, we've got a really strong market. Um, and so it's, it's really trying to address some of those, those, you know, key elements of of putting together a successful club, which obviously is what what we need to deliver for the athletes, but also really around what we want to deliver for a match day experience for the fans.
0: Jordan, obviously, we know your story going back to Colorado, but you know, Ben, I got to be honest, I hadn't heard of you before today. Um, I work as a civil engineer during the day, so we could talk a lot of shop on the other side of things. Um, What's the interest in soccer? And then tell me more about, I think a lot of Coloradans can be a little bit suspicious when it's somebody coming from outside. And I think someone who understands and knows the market and gets it in the way that Robin Frazier gets Colorado, I think was critical. And so tell me a little bit about that for you.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just a huge soccer fan. Uh, I played soccer growing up through college. I was raised, interestingly, my generation, I was raised on the 99ers, um, not the men's team. So I really looked up to the women growing up. Like Mia Hamm was my hero um, when I was playing in high school. And, and I think that's a really kind of unique generational part of, of soccer here in the United States is it's the women who've dominated. Um, and I have two daughters now who play soccer and my oldest, um, you know, keeps asking me why we're going to men's games and not women's games and is unsatisfied with the answers I've provided her. And, um, you know, I think it, it led to to a curiosity for me, which is why don't we have a team? Um, the entrepreneur in me <laughs> then sees opportunity and sort of like, why, why, you know, why not have a team? And um, that's really what... What if you know what has brought Jordan and, and Tom and I together uh, in this effort? And you know Jordan's point, like it's not an original idea. <laughs> this is something that everyone's thought about and wanted for so long. Um, and I think that's what is so joyous about what we're doing here is we're delivering something the community really, really wants. And um, I think that's the reaction we've seen in the last few hours and we're going to see in the days and weeks ahead. Um, and yeah, we, we feel really confident. We're going to put together not just a successful bid, but I think we're, we are pioneering our own unique playbook as to how a team and franchise can come together in a way that is professional and smart, but also really deeply connected with the community. Uh,
2: for, for both you guys, um so I, I guess for, for Kansas City, knowing how they set set the bid, I guess, with the new stadium incoming and the new training facility, is that just, I guess, going to be like the bare minimum for kind of every team moving forward of, of what you guys hope to do uh, with whatever, with the funding that will come and um, et cetera? Like, um, I guess, yeah, what what does it look like? You know, you mentioned the feasibility uh part of it, but um, knowing how uh, how the new expansion teams have gone about it, is that kind of the the the, the new standard?
1: Absolutely. I, I just was there in Kansas City. I didn't get to see the new stadium, but I, I toured the training facility and um, it was a vastly different from the double wide trailer that I got as my um, locker room when I was in WPS. So, Um, I yeah, absolutely. It's the standard. And I sent pictures to Ben and I said, this is what it looks like. And this is the standard in women's soccer now. And I think that is going to be topped in the Bay Area. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah builds a training facility that's specific to the women's group as well. That's that's the minimum training facility stadium. And, uh, uh, you know, we really our focus is on getting a stadium that is centrally located in Denver because we love, um, living. I live close to the city center, Ben lives close to the city center. It's just nice to be able to have something that is, um, right there. speaking to this community. That's a little bit different than, um, really any other place in Colorado. Denver is very unique. So, uh, those are our two, the the standard has been set. And it's a high bar, and I love that it's a high bar. And we both we like the challenge. um all of us working on it like the challenge. And um with any launch of anything, there are going to be obstacles. But I feel like when we have had an obstacle, the conversations we've had on the other side of things have been really good. And we have um, found out things that we, wouldn't have known if this never had come up of uh potential places where we could have in house these things. so there's a lot of work that has already been done, um especially through Ben and tom but but at the the same in the same um, vein, there's a lot of work that still has to be done, and I think the biggest thing today and moving forward is for Denver to say we want this, you know the community we want. The biggest thing, we want this to be a place where players want to play. So it needs to have a good stadium and a good uh, training facility. But we also want this to feel like the community built it because that has been such a success in soccer over the last few years, whether it's MLS and what we saw with Atlanta United or LAFC and now NWSL, what we've seen with Angel City, what we um, I think we're seeing a reinvigoration of that with Gotham. Uh, We are really seeing these clubs. Portland has it, who if it is community driven, if it is something that the community loves, that that is such a great foundation. And so right now we're, we want people to say we want to be a part of this. And, and so far, it's been a really good um, response.
0: Jordan, I don't have to tell you about the local talent that we have here. You know, if all 20 of the Coloradans who are in the NWSL were on the same team, I feel confident saying that'd be a contender for it. And I think there's a very real possibility that we've got, you know, a co-captain and then potentially the golden boot winner at the Women's World Cup there. From a, a grassroots either engagement standpoint or from an academy standpoint, you know, what are you looking to in terms of engaging local players? You know, what could the what could this team at the academy and the grassroots level achieve?
1: Ben, you answered this pretty. I, I liked what you said the other day about this, and well, I think,
0: I
3: think I, I, you're better to answer it. But I will say, like, mission right now, the one thing I'll say is like, is not to is that there's a very healthy development pipeline already here in Colorado, and I don't think we want to mess with that. We want to we want to pull from it, not compete with it. So there's no plans for an academy. Um, or anything that would sort of get in the way of the really great ecosystem we have here. Um, but Jordan, you've you've got other comments yeah. on that.
1: And of- I think that's one of the best parts of growing up is there were there was competition within this state. And if you don't have competition, you can't get better. And the rivalry that I had at Colorado Rush versus Real Colorado and the games that we played were some of the best games I played all year long because they were such a good team. And I think that that's what we're speaking to is what these youth clubs have done in Denver is clearly working because players are making the next step. They are playing on youth national teams, full national teams, not just, not just from Colorado, but Estelle Johnson playing on a a full national team um, in Africa. There there are players who have developed and the pathway is already there. So now we just need the pathway to pro. Now we just need the pro. We need to finish that part of the equation because everybody I've talked to says, oh, my gosh, I want a team there. And, you know, we're we're not looking to to bring players in for a long time. We don't have to bid. But I think my biggest driving point, and I'll say this over and over and over again, is If you, there's something special about playing in front of the people who brought you to where you are. And I never got to do that. And Lindsay talks about it a lot. Mal talks about it. Any pro player uh, will talk about playing in front of their friends and family, their club coaches, their high school coaches, their friends from high school. I didn't get to experience that. And I think everybody I've talked to, the fact that spark goes off in their mind. Wow, I get to play in front of my family. I get to invite everybody I know to come and watch me play. That is my why, and that's why I've, I'm driven to do this. I didn't get experience that, and I don't want that to go. Um, I don't want any other players to have to not get that opportunity.
2: For sure. Um, I guess Ben, you know, while while the bid was, I guess the bid, the the <laughs> team was, the project was a launch state. There we go. Um, what would it look like? I guess to have the city of Denver like i guess publicly support it um from city hall down and I guess what what would it take to to get i guess these next steps to really get the ball rolling? Is it more so about getting investors on board first, or is the civic side just as important about nailing down a hey, we want it in this in the neighborhood um, we want to have x, y, and Z. I guess how much of the city part element is going to be huge moving forward? Well, I'd say all of all of the elements are really important, and
3: they all sort of feed feed each other. so um, you know, I think we are we are investing already, and at this stage, we're investing in some of those critical development activities that will make an investment possible, so right? It is figuring out. Um, real credible site opportunities for training facility and stadium. You know that will that will require a partnership of some kind, and certainly the city is one of those potential partners. I think we've got a a really amazing uh, uh, advocate in the new mayor. Um, I, I believe he played soccer in college himself. Um, so we're really excited about um, Mayor Elect Johnson. Um, I think there's so much community benefit to um, to this to, to to bringing a team here, there's the economic impact, yes., um, but obviously the kind of the values this team stands for, um, that it stands for more than the sport, I think is really important. Obviously, some of the communities in Denver and the demographics really support soccer fandom. Um, even the kind of migration we've had of this kind of soccer generations and Gen Z and millennials moving into town um, you know, this is a team for them, even if they've never been a soccer fan before, I think they might just be drawn to the identity of what this stands for. So there's, um, there's a lot of moving parts to this. It's, it's a very ambitious project. I won't lie. Um, but I think when you come down to the fundamentals, it it is building, we are trying to build a sustainable, um, soccer team. And I think you look at like the product, (laughs) it is the player's, um, and and it is the experience and investing in that properly. That is stadium. That is training facilities. That is talent. And there's customers. And those are the fans. And making sure this is a really exciting experience for fans and um, a brand around that. And making sure that there's a vision and values that that gets people excited. Those are the that's the part that brings joy um, to communities and. Um, so that's we're pushing on all of those fronts, and it will. Um, you know, we've got some investors. We are looking to attract more, um, and and getting some of these places in place obviously is important to all
2: of that.
0: Uh, ben, we've obviously got the Men's World Cup that's coming to the United States in twenty twenty six, and you know, there's been reports that U.S. and Mexico are putting a joint bid for twenty twenty seven. Hopefully Denver doesn't fumble the bag on getting games out here as well. Is is there a timeline at all for when? At least just pie in the sky in general. Not going to hold you to it when you'd like to see this team be on the field.
3: Yeah, we want we want them to be kicking a ball in spring of twenty twenty six is uh, is our goal, um, which is actually a nice. Uh, it's it's not a lot of time, but it is enough time to 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 do a lot of the building that will be required. Um, physically and and uh, on the sporting side of it. um and I think yeah, th- and I think that timeline in in the events you mentioned, we have these huge activation moments uh, that we can leverage for this team. Obviously, this summer being the most important with the Women's World Cup. I mean, how many times of at least I've experienced, we go through a women's World Cup, everyone's excited. And then that's like, where do you channel that energy and excitement after it's over when there's no team locally? Um, and it's great. Like, I go to Rapids games. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder and Rapids fan. But uh, wouldn't it be great if we could channel to into a women's team? And so that's partly what we're trying to do this summer is like leverage that energy and excitement. We're going to have the Men's World Cup here in 2026. Uh, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, a 2027 uh, Mexico-U.S. World Cup. That's an amazing kind of timeline. And I think, you know, a quality women's Football product um,
2: will capture so much of the upside that we see uh, on the horizon. For sure. Uh, sorry, Matt. Um, I, I, I guess what, when you think about the uniqueness of NWSL ownership groups, there are oftentimes there are many, many people involved that are investors in the team. Um, and well, frankly, when you look at uh Denver is a sports town there's you know three big parties really um and obviously KSE is one of them if i don't know if 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 for whatever reason it, the project is a success but you can't play at the stadium right away um have you guys considered um speaking with KSE about using DSGP as as a venue possibility at at one point or um and I guess, knowing that there would be a new soccer team in the Denver space, um, how open has KSE been about kind of working may- maybe with you guys or, or, or not even? I don't know. I'll just say we're, we're open to all options and possibilities.
3: And I can't really kind of share some of, some of those active conversations, but um, we're certainly open to in investigating and pursuing all options and, and possibilities.
1: And I know this is exa- isn't exactly what you asked, Brendan, but um, I'll just speak to you mentioned Denver being a sports town and the success of the um, teams that are here. Uh, I will just say we have had a number of conversations with athletes either from Denver who have played for Denver sports or are currently playing for Denver sports, and they're Reaction when we tell them about this is something that is so positive, and most all of them have said, I want to be involved. So, where that leads to, we're not completely sure yet, but everybody who plays here knows how great a place this is to be a professional athlete in. And I think that that is a driving force behind this. And one of the reasons that we have reached out to all these different pro athletes is hey, you know, what's it like to play here? How, how do you think this would fit? And it seems like unanimously everyone is saying this would be amazing and we want to support it in one way or another. And we're keeping those conversations ongoing and uh, making sure that we accumulate as many as possible. But this is not just a great town for pro sports, but it's a great state for athletes. And I think that's another thing is there has been some – rock star athletes who have come out of this state. And that is something that we, we just love about Colorado is the atmosphere it provides to, to cultivate some of the best in the world. And so we definitely are tapping into that.
3: And to state the obvious, I mean, we, we are a sports town. We are a championship sports town. And we have zero pro women's sports.
1: Yes. Sports. Yes. That's the th- um, biggest thing.
3: And that's something like everyone can get behind whether or not you're a soccer fan.
0: Um, that's exciting. Ben, I wanted to go back. You mentioned to, you know, activating and having a really big opportunity, you know, this summer with the women's world cup. And if you're right about kicking a ball by 2026, then obviously that albeit men's to women's would be appropriate. Um, on that note, um, what can you tell us about the events going to be like on the 21st?
3: Yeah. So this is, um you know, kind of a centerpiece of our effort is hosting World Cup watch parties. Uh, and so we're kicking off with the primetime game on Friday the 21st. Um, it's at the number 38, which if you guys have been there, it's a great venue. Um, so we'll be taking the place over and um, and having a good time and, and uh, watching the game with everybody in the community. Um, assuming they keep winning and, and getting those primetime games, um, we will have subsequent watch parties uh, at McGregor Square. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll take that all the way through. Unfortunately, the world cup final, I don't believe is at prime, is, is not a primetime game. Um, but yeah, any, any kind of primetime game that they're playing in, we'll be hosting, um, a watch party of, of some sort. And so, yeah, it's just a great way to get together as a community, um, and celebrate women's soccer and celebrate, you know, kicking off this effort.
2: Jordan, uh, real
1: quick. Hold on, I was trying to answer that, but I couldn't get myself off mute. Oh, um, of it, it, since it's not prime time, the final we'll really get to see who our loyal supporters are at those early AM hours, right? <laughs>
3: you have Three AM, uh, McGregor Square watch party.
2: <laughs>
1: no, <laughs>
2: uh, Jordan, real quick. Um, so you went on the DNVR pod on April, and you mentioned that day or that you got a dm um from somebody i guess kept trying to kick off was that the start of it all that Yep. Could, no way yep that was it can you i guess yeah what what is it no and it's you know it's now july but i <laughs> guess so fast like that's insane. yeah
1: i think you know whenever dms can be a real real weird place you know um <laughs> For anybody. But uh, when you're in sports, you just never know what you're going to get. And I I think when I saw Tom's bio, I was like, this is interesting because I knew enough about Indie 11 to know how it got launched and uh, a little of the insight there. So that that was just really funny timing that I spoke on a podcast right after that happened and, you know, expressed at the time some of my concerns. But I, I think as we have built, like I've spoken to so many people over the years about this and it's always been um, a little bit of like, oh, you know, someone should do this. And the coolest thing about this is like Ben, Tom and I have been like, all right, let's do it, you know, and they really. They were really on board before, and then brought me in at, and it's something they were kind of working on um at least through some some stronger conversations before I came on board. but it has been a downhill effect where you know you better be running because this train is a moving, and it's been really fun to be a part of and just work with these guys they They're so knowledgeable and great, and yeah, just a really good atmosphere so far, which is. And the people that have helped us out have been incredible um, so far. And we've really loved some of the people that are working with us behind the scenes to get this launched and, and out there to the world.
3: Yeah. Okay. Are you guys familiar with like, I don't know, um, The Source and Hotel and all that stuff? So Wonderworks is a local creative agency. Um, they They did all the creative on this. And... Uh, they've just been amazing and totally get it. And uh and Skylark, uh, which is a kind of comms PR firm, but like also like but for the soccer industry and actually helped launch um San Diego Wave, uh have, have been involved in this. And yeah, and Jordan has brought so much to this. Honestly, like her narrative and story is sort of why 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 this should happen. Um, and so it's it's pretty inspiring for us even um to work with Jordan on it and Tom, who's obviously not with us right now, but, you know, has started and created a, you know, a really successful um, championship USL team in Indy 11. So just a lot of different and diverse uh, experience around the table. And honestly, that's this is like a zero to one thing, right? It's everyone's got the idea, like, how do we actually make it happen? And and it you, you can't maybe you could do it alone. I don't know how you do it alone. I do think it's like we're all team sport people. Right. And uh, and this is definitely Definitely a team sport um, going to zero to one on this. So excited to have the group we have.
1: If you could do it alone, it would be done by now. And that's the, you know, it it has been a really fun collaborative effort. And we feel like we're at the starting line of a marathon. You know, we got got to the starting line, you know, and there's still exciting things to happen, a lot of work to happen. But we believe that there is going to be a finish line and a kickoff date at some point in Denver for women's professional soccer.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm someone who sometimes reads a little bit too much into color schemes and branding and symbolism. <laughs> so I saw the launch today and there was some black, a little bit of forest green, maybe some reddish pink in there that maybe you thought of, Jordan. Uh, should I be reading into the colors for what a potential crest or first kit could look like?
1: I love how you think that was my color. My color was green, <laughs> baby. I want it green. Um, no, there's really nothing. We, the. Cool thing about the launch and the initiative to start this movement here in Colorado is that we're not the we're not the we're not the end product. That we could do something that felt very Colorado in um, bringing people out to say, "Hey, we want to bring women's soccer to Denver." Without this, this our color scheme when we do launch in twenty six because I truly believe that we're going to is it could be completely different than this. So we were like, what an opportunity that we have to put something out there that feels very Denver feels very Colorado feels very, um, our culture here at the moment. Um, you know, I think one of the words was whimsical, but I feel like it's very natural. It's very, um, I don't know, for me, it feels comforted, like comfortable, um, especially with the green, it makes me think of Colorado a lot. So we felt like we had an opportunity to do something different and you might see some of these colors at the end of the day, but there is a chance that you might not see any of them. And kind of the, the push there is like for those people who are going to be with us from day one, they, they know about all this stuff and they're going to know like what we came from to what we've uh, progressed into and yeah, so it's a starting point, but I really, I dig it. I love the the color scheme and some of the work that Wonderworks has put in to making this so specifically for Denver FC and really for Denver and for Colorado with just the way it feels.
3: And I think that really captures what we're trying to do here, like for Denver FC is for, it stands for for Colorado, obviously football club too, but, but like it, it just captures like the kind of vibe and, um, uh, intention for, for this. And it, and I, we had a real discussion, like, do we want to create a a temporary brand? And it's like, yeah, let's like, no one's done that before. Let's do it. And let's be transparent around what this is. It's a temporary brand. We're going to, we're in this phase uh, and so I think, I don't know, it's a bit of a new playbook, um, but one we're excited about. And I think it'll it'll help the community get a taste for what is to come. And they will be involved in kind of helping guide the team's eventual name and identity. And, you know, that'll be a whole process post post a successful bid.
2: Um, yeah, I, I guess looking, at, you guys said you want to submit a formal bid till the end of the year. What are, I guess, the steps to actually submitting a bid? And would it be to both leagues in theory? Because I know the NWSL, they, they've said they're on a timeline. They want to get 16 teams by 26. Um, and with the new W League launching this year, I think there's going to be eight teams at least. Um, yeah, I guess what, what's it going to look like? And
1: yeah. real quick, I gotta, I gotta run, guys. Okay, sorry. So, if y'all have any other questions, um, feel free to reach out. But, um, thank you both, Jordan. And thank thanks, you ben. so much for your time. Yep, thanks, okay. Jordan. Yeah. Bye. Uh,
3: those are good questions. I think we're talking to both leagues right now, and we're learning more about their process. Uh, I think they're going to be forthcoming with more information. So um, so I think that's that's kind of where we are, is we're talking to the leagues and kind of understanding what what they need, what we need to do to be successful. Uh, and we do expect a, a deadline um, sometime later this year, but but neither has been public about that. Last year for last year's, I think, was like early November was the deadline. They had for, for the NWSL at least uh, was
0: like early November. So, mm-hmm. um, Ben, so we we've connected the dots on how Jordan got involved in the process. In the process, I'm wondering how you and Tom, or how Tom got involved, or who contacted who first. Because I read the yeah. press release earlier, and I was like, I remember that name, and I had to Google him, and I'm like, okay, yes, this isn't just some random business person who's deciding to invest in women's soccer.
3: Yeah, no, that's me. Uh- <laughs> the random business guy. But I, you know, I, um, like I said, this is not an original idea. I think I'm an entrepreneur and I don't know, I'm at my best when like seeing an opportunity and trying to, to push it into reality. And so, uh, I got pretty seized by, um, by the opportunity. And, and what I saw standing in the way was, was, um, wasn't anything so big that couldn't be overcome and and something that would just require motivating a group of people um, to to put something together. And so I kind of know what I'm good at. I know what I don't know. Um, And so, yeah, I don't come from professional sports background um, and I'm nothing in soccer beyond a a fan and a soccer dad. Uh, So so really, I was connected to Tom last August, actually, almost a year ago. Uh, through a mutual friend um, who was like, you know what, I love what you're doing. You need to meet this guy, Tom. Tom had just moved to Denver. Um, and so we connected. And then we, we've been kind of, you know, marinating in, on this and incubating it and having conversations um, with ev- with everybody who could lend some level of insight or expertise to this, being from the soccer world, from the real estate world, from the political world, um, and, you know, I think by, by early this year, we were pretty convinced that this was a, um, uh, an achievable mission. And, uh, and so then it became, you know, how do we, how do we bring this to fruition? Um, it's when we started connecting with Jordan and putting together kind of the bigger kind of group here. Ending it's starting really with today, really today's kind of day, day zero uh, in this process. Um, so that's, yeah, that's how it came together. Pretty organic. You know, we've all got, um, I've got, I'm running a company uh, and so we got, we got day jobs, um, but we're all pretty passionate about this. And that's really what's, what's driving all of it.
2: For sure. So just for, I guess, like facts purposes, how big is the team right now of the FC Denver team, right? Or for Denver FC, sorry. I mean, uh, it depends how
3: you measure it. We've got there's th- there's three. Tom, Jordan, and I are kind of kind of leading and driving this. We've got, um, I'd say we have a dedicated group of one, two, three. I mean, depending how you cut it, I'd say there's another half dozen people kind of working um, a lot of time on this, and then another half dozen, you know, supporting us in different ways. Um, so yeah, I'd say probably a dozen people total. Uh, with some some level of involvement, um, at least in getting us to to this point, and I hope to grow that group. Um, we got to keep ourselves, you know, organized and structured. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, that's that's what has gotten us to this stage. And and as I said, like really a lot of generosity from the community and businesses like WonderWorks and um, to help us get there.
0: I'm going to ask a really tech nerd question here for you. Um... Ben, which is, uh, so just looking at Parcell's website for the five minutes before as part of my, um, as part of my research and everything we've seen owners who have expertise in other areas, bring that expertise into how they operate their sports teams and everything, Stan Cronky and, um, Jerry Jones know their real estate and everything. And you look at what they've done developing their stadiums. That's maybe one really good example. Um, Maybe Todd Goley at Chelsea, maybe a little bit too much focusing on financial assets rather than actually winning. How could what you do from a logistics standpoint, is there any chance that that becomes a point of strength in terms of operating the team?
3: You know, I don't know how much direct, um, direct, uh, Direct benefit there's there is or direct expertise there is between cargo insurance and technology and, and uh, professional women's soccer, but I think honestly I think the relevant part here is is understanding how to build a company and an organization and a culture um, and and going zero to one and that's that's what I've done several times and uh, I love building organizations and uh, that are built around a vision and a mission um, that's parcel that's what we've done. So uh so I think those are all do- directly applicable to really to this phase especially of of a team and you know I won't be the primary owner of this team um uh we you know we are assembling an ownership group there'll be several owners um but there will be a principal you know financial sponsor and owner and that is you know one part that we're still working on and ultimately that party will be will be um you know, we'll be making a lot of these long term decisions. And so we we kind of, you know, and I see part of myself here as a steward of 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 preparing this um, and finding the right group of owners, curating the right group of owners to make sure that there's alignment on that vision and values um, because they dictate so much of what becomes of the team. And um, and I think that's what's interesting about this, right, is we are laying out a vision and values uh, and purpose for this for this team. Um and and will fit an ownership group into that uh, versus the other way around, and I think that's again, I think that's part of the innovation we're seeing that women's soccer is bringing to professional sports is that innovation and how teams are constructed and what they're made of. Uh, so I think yeah, I just think it's a really great greenfield space to be in right
2: now. Yeah, that's what I was kind of pointed at earlier. I guess the organic nature of women's as specifically nwsl team about how many people get involved and how passionate they are about it and they just run with it to take it off into a totally new badass place that it's never been before and denver is going to be the new chapter of that hopefully yeah
3: Yep. Yeah, exactly and look at i mean you look at what the minnesota aurora have done and they did a community round for part of it and you know there's certain rules and standards we need to fulfill for these leagues and i I don't think you know. I think we're so we need to we need to fit the capital and ownership group into the requirements. But then there's a bunch of latitude within that to to get creative. And yeah, we want we want um, you know it's it's uh, your
0: team, our town kind of approach. Um. Ben, I'm sure you've seen as a season ticket holder, the last two secondary kits for the Rapids have had a meaning behind them and then a social impact that really hit close to home. And, you know, I could I could look at, you know, what KSC does in the community and everything. And on some level, simply starting a women's team and creating a space for a women's athlete, I think some people could see as activist or see as progressive. Um, how much do you guys... You know, want to see there's obviously going to be wins and losses and in ownership level, there's only so much that you can do to control that. But how much are you looking at this as a platform to provide wins in the community and really be a a force for change in ways that I'm not sure if you watched Welcome to Wrexham, but what they've done in that community, regardless of winning promotion back into the football league, has meant so much to so many.
3: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big part of what we want to do with this club. And I think uh I think it will. And I think it's a good business decision, too, right? because I think attracting a fan base that may not be, you know, um, may not be a diehard soccer fan. Right. They might be drawn to the to the values of the club and the impact they're making and the and they're wearing the scarf or the or the shirt because of what it stands for. Um, And that you know i think i think you look at the demographics of our area i think we can reach communities um i think we can different communities i think we can reach across generations in a different way with this team i think we'll look at different models um in in terms of how we make a community impact directly uh obviously you know the communities where we play in will be paramount um you know we're, we're studying what you know, organizations like the Oakland Soul have done. Um, They're incredibly purpose driven. Uh, What you know, what can we learn from their model? Obviously, um, Angel City has pioneered a lot in this regard in terms of sharing sponsorship dollars with the community. So, you know, this is a this is Denver. It's a pioneering town. I think we will we will come up with our own playbook. But the community benefit here, it's the word that keeps coming up. Um, That's what this is. This is about. It's about the athletes. It's about the community, and you get those two things
2: right. I think you you end up with a really exciting, sustainable uh, football club.
0: Awesome. That's all I got, Ben. Um, Same for me as well. I think that's. Yeah. A, I think your last answer is a, a wonderful way for us to end the conversation.
3: Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad to meet you guys. I'm. I'm. Uh, Jordan's taking me through the the. Uh, doing the laughs with her on on the soccer journalism world and all the soccer world. So yeah. Yeah, it's good to meet you guys. I will uh it's good to be part of the the soccer community officially now.